EO Fire 1130. Chin up and keep moving forward. It gets tough. You want to go down on yourself, but don't. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO Fire to 33444. That's EO Fire, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and get insights from my head to your inbox weekly. Ignite. Funding Circle loans are designed exclusively for fast-moving businesses like yours. Visit FundingCircle.com slash FIRE and enter promo code FIRE for $250 off your first loan origination fee. Posting jobs in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. ZipRecruiter can help and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FIRE. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sarah F. Hathaway. Sarah, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to blast my career to a whole new level. (laughs) Sarah is the author of the fictional book, Day After Disaster. She blends her education and experience in business management and marketing with her passion for survival techniques and forgotten life-sustaining methods of generations past to launch book and product marketing to a whole new level. Sarah, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. So my personal life, my family is always primary. That's why uh, my book is all featured around my family. And they're, they're just the world to me. And they mean the most. They are the primary. So I'm a very goal-oriented person. And being home with my son just gave me the chance to take my dreams and make them a reality. So I took my creative writing and I published it. And it, it's been an incredible journey from there. So beyond my writing, I like to go hiking, I like gardening, hunting, and I generally just like to be outdoors. That's my my passion. Well, I love your passion, Sarah, and I'm really looking forward to diving into your journey because it is a fascinating one. But before we even kick into that, you know, we are entrepreneurs looking to grow our businesses and no matter where we are at in that journey, looking to generate revenue. How do you currently generate revenue in your business? Well, John, revenue for a fictional author is the tricky part. <laughs> I was going to say, is it fictional? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So I am blessed with the opportunity to be home and just focus on my goals without really being too concerned about my revenue at this point. So, but where I make the most money is when I'm physically out there in events. I take my books out and I sell them personally. That's where I make the most amount of money. And then it's always the uh, social media marketing and whatnot after that, that really brings the, the numbers to my books. So my plan is to, I just published my second book. It's called Without Land. And it's the second book to the Changing Earth series. Day After Disaster was the first. So I figure if I can put together a nice package of books and that'll bring me the revenue and then I get the TV contracts going, that's where I'm aiming is to get it into a TV show. And that would be my end goal. And then I'm also putting together programs so I can help other fictional authors kind of learn to do what I've done and walk through those steps. So I've started a Pinterest program. It's called um, Simple Pinning, and it shows people how to get on Pinterest and really rock the Pinterest world. So I'm just kind of creating some other revenue areas with those projects. 
Hard and hustle, Fire Nation, you have to get out there and make things happen. You know, this this idea of passive income is a great idea, and there can be a time when you get to passive income on some levels, but it never starts that way. You got to be like Sarah, getting out there, hustling at conferences, you know, creating courses like her Simply Pinning course. I mean, doing the things that need to happen. And Sarah, you know, I just got to commend you for that hustle because that's what it takes at the beginning. You know, it's not easy to make money as an author. It's not easy to to create a fictional work of art and then to, you know, expect to live off of that. And you're in a good situation now where you're able to hustle and not have to have it be your sole revenue source. So great stuff. Keep going with that. And let's talk about your journey now. Now, specifically within your journey, you've had some ups. You know, you've taken books to conferences. You've had some good days there. But you've also had some downs. And I want to talk about one of those tough moments. And you know, me as an author as well, like I know the difficulty of putting together a book and staring at a blank page. And those are some tough times. But what would you, Sarah F. Hathaway, consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? And Sarah, really take us there and tell us that story. So I just finished my manuscript and I'm ready to go to publishing. I have no idea what I'm doing. My mom just encouraged me <laughs> now that I got the end on it. You know, she's like, you've got to publish it. You got to get it out there. And I'm like, who's going to want to read my story? So I hired a company called Tate Publishing and they did a lot of really good things. My, my cover is beautiful. They hit their time schedule. They did a real, lot of really nice things. So I go through the whole editing process. I get the book in my hand. I'm all excited. And now it's time to send it out for some reviews and see what people think about it. So I contacted this girl who does a lot of reviews. She lives over in Belgium. And I sent her a free copy of my book. You know, can you please give me a review? And she said she loved the story, but the editing was horrible. And it just kind of like, here's my bubble. It was just like the pen, boom, Pop. everything just yeah <laughs> shattered down around me. So I was pretty frustrated because I had trust my publisher to really do a quality job on this. I'm an author. I'm not an editor. I really am no good at spelling. So it's one of the things that I struggle with a lot. So I was really, you know, hoping that they would do a professional job there. So when it didn't happen, and then I got another couple reviews saying, yeah, I love the story, but man, the editing's really hard to get past. So I went, okay, hold on a second. I've got to rectify this problem because it's book one of a series. So I found this girl, Gabriella West. She lives over in San Francisco, and I paid her to totally re-edit my work. And the funny thing is the part that she re-edited the hardest was the part that they had edited the hardest. So it was kind of, um, you know, it just really set me back a few paces to have those kind of reviews for my very first work of art. So that was really challenging, you know, and I got it re-edited. The book's beautiful now. It's going to a whole new place, but I still have to deal with the fact that those reviews do exist of my book. So now it's trying to convince people, you know, oh, no, it's all been fixed. It's all better. Right. So that was definitely, definitely a challenging moment for me. And Fire Nation, when we're first stumbling, and I use that word because we've all been there, you know, we don't really know like, hey, who's going to, you know, create the cover? Who's going to edit my book? How do I get it up on Amazon? And there's all these moving parts. You're not going to get things right the first time. And I love this quote, Sarah, that, you know, I would have shared with you. 
um, back in the day when you were just about to launch and you were maybe questioning it, I would have said, listen, the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, said, if you're not embarrassed by the shipment of your first product, you waited way too long. So Sarah, you could have just kept waiting, waiting, and waiting, and you never would have gotten the feedback that you needed to correct it in the first place until you know much further down the road. So these things are going to happen as part of the game. We can't stress over it too much, Fire Nation. It's just the fact that we need to ship. We need to put things out there into the universe, get the feedback, positive, negative, neutral, digest it as we need to, and then move forward in a new direction if that's what's needed. So Sarah, that's my takeaway from your really tough story, but what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that experience that you had? What I would like for everybody to get out of that is that a second set of eyes is always worth the time. I had a second set, a third set, a fourth set, and it still had the problems that it had. So it's just about overcoming those issues and moving on. You know, I found a great, pub, uh, great editor out of the process and uh, held my head up high and just kept marching forward. Yeah, Fire Nation, surround yourself with the right people. Find that mastermind. They don't need to be in the same industry. In fact, sometimes the outside of the box thinking can really be helpful. So let's move forward, Sarah, because you know you've shared a really tough time in your journey. But you've also had some epiphanies, some breakthroughs, some aha moments. Tell us one of those stories that you know is going to resonate with our listeners, Fire Nation, and really take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. So in 2014, I signed up to a program called the 30-Day Book Marketing Challenge. And this program is hosted by Devorah Lansky. She's a book marketing genius. But her focus is all on nonfiction authors. So I signed up for the program anyway, and I figured, you know, I can walk through these steps. I'm going to learn some great information. I love to learn. So it's like, just keep feeding my brain. You know, John, that's just the way it goes as an entrepreneur. You got to keep walking (laughs) forward. So I signed up for this program. And along the way, I figured out how to pull all these nonfiction concepts from my fictional novel. And I launched my author platform based on all of those nonfiction concepts with the fictional novel as kind of a bonus to it as an entertaining way to educate at the same time. So being able to do that as a fictional author has created a ton of buzz. Um, I've gone on a virtual book tour to discuss the concepts of my book and also my marketing platforms. And then I turned around and went on a virtual podcast tour. I've been on over 25 podcasts now. And usually it's very difficult for a fictional uh, fictional author to get these features, to get these podcasts to have you on because you're just another fictional author. But because I could pull pull out these nonfiction concepts and really apply them to real world application, everybody's been eating it up. And here I am on Entrepreneurs on Fire and I'm just loving it. Loving it. Well, let's get specific on that note, Sarah. What were some specific tactics that you learned for that workshop that you can share with us now that really took your book launch to the next level? So the specifics of what I've learned is how important it is to have that strong author platform. So you got to be on Amazon Central with your own page and you got to be on Goodreads with your own page. And you don't want to just share the stories of your book because your book is the story. You want to take the messages of that book out. So in my book specifically, I share a lot of survival knowledge, things that are real world that you could learn from that you could apply if you were ever, you know, in God forbid, in a situation where you were dependent on these skills. So it's not only just giving you this great story where you get to follow along, but it's teaching you these skills. So 
So I try to turn around and show fictional authors, even if you're in a romance story, well, now you're talking about relationships and you're talking about maybe relationships problems and how to heal them. So everybody has these real world applications inside of their book. And it's all about finding those messages and being able to make them into real world. And then you say, hey, if you want to learn about it and you want a great story that's going to walk you through the steps, you're going to be entertained and you're going to be educated at the same time. And so that's I went ahead and made a podcast that's central to that theme where I go through and actually read a chapter from my book. And then I have a survival professional on to talk about one of the themes that was in that chapter so we can all learn from that experience of what the character in my book went through. Now, what would you say to people that, that kind of make the comment, wow, like you're reading a chapter from your book on a podcast that's completely free? Like, are you crazy? Like people, you know, right. they'll get it for free. Like, what would you say to that? You know what I would say? Uh, the podcast is going to end in March. So a lot of people are really excited about the book and they don't want to wait till March. So they're going to go buy the book anyway. It's given me a great opportunity to also put together an audio version of my book, which I'm still finishing up and getting the audio up. So that's another product. Also, I, you know, I have future plans as far as being able to put together a nonfiction book from the content of that podcast to be able to market that as a package with my fictional novel in the end. So there's all these ideas that I'm getting out of doing my podcast that I can make applicable. And then that, and you know, I'm a brand new author. This gets my work out to the world. This gives them an opportunity to experience the work of Sarah F. Hathaway. I've got my brand new book, Without Land Out. And a lot of people, you know, are interested what happens after Day After Disaster. What, what do they do next? So that's, you know, more marketing for my next book as well. So sharing that for free with the world gives them the opportunity to experience my work. And hopefully, you know, I get a TV producer out there to turn his head and go, you know what? A lot of people like these stories. I think we can really bring it to life in a TV show. And that is the end goal for me. Fire Nation, all of these things are absolutely critical points. This is the mindset of abundance. This is the world that you need to be living in, not of scarcity. The scarcity that if someone gets a bigger piece of the pie, I'm going to get a smaller piece. No, live in the world of abundance. Share, share, share. Put yourself out there. Grow that audience that's going to be coming to know, like, and trust you. Build that credibility and authority. Now Sarah's out there building credibility and authority that these other authors aren't because they're scared of sharing their content for free. You know, when I launched free podcast course and free webinar course, I had two paid communities for that. And people said, John, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? You're going to, you know, really just limit the amount of people who are going to join your paid communities. And it's done the exact opposite because now I'm the authority figure in those topics. So that when people want to take it to the next level and join the paid communities, who are they going to go to? The person who gave them that great content for free within those courses. So really think about that. And Sarah, one thing I want to mention that I kind of scratched my head a little bit about just because, you know, I don't know anything about the the fictional world as an author. And, and I know pricing always confuses people and makes them scratch their head as well. And I noticed that you price your book at $20.98. Can you speak to that for a little bit? How'd you come up with that price point? What were some thought process that went behind it? Do you change? Kind of talk to us about that number and what it means. So for Day After Disaster, my first book was Tate Publishing set the price on that one. So it's as far as how much paper literally do they have to use to print this? And then what are they making off of Amazon and stuff? And I actually don't make that much off of 
uh, the book sale. So that's kind of challenging, you know, maybe that's one reason why I was like, okay, I'll give it out for free because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, as an author, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, so I, I end up making more money when I just order them myself and sell them myself. So, but with my next book, Without Land, I had to make that decision on my own on what I was going to price it at. And my thought process was $20 is a pretty even number for a book. It's a great weekend of entertainment. You know, if you're going to go to the movies, you're going to pay way more than that. If you're going to go out for pizza, you're going to pay way more than that. You know, so to get the story for $20 and a hardback copy that you can have forever, you can share with your friends or whatnot, what a, you know, that's a great price at $20. And then the the price for my ebook, um, it was originally priced at nine ninety nine. While doing research, I found that Stephen King is priced at like eleven ninety nine. So I went round and round a little bit with my publisher about you know let's get the price of that ebook down because I'm a brand new author and people aren't going to go spend the same money on me that they're going to spend on Stephen King, <laughs> you know. So we worked with that and we got it down to um, the $299 price, which is really, or $250 is what that's going at. And that's really fair as well. You know, that's kind of average as far as an ebook goes. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that's always going to challenge people in, in every industry product, services, communities, books. I mean, what is that price point structure? So I just wanted to kind of have that conversation to finally just kind of give you a peek inside Sarah's head and, you know, what was going through that. Now, Sarah, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness is I am a go-getter. So I want to take on everything. I want to do everything at once. I want to be everywhere at once. And sometimes when you're trying to be everywhere at once, you can't really dig into those relationships that you could be forming that really make a difference in the long term. So I had to learn how to say one two-letter word, which is no, <laughs> and, and I had to really learn how to focus my attention on where my marketing efforts were going to really make a difference for my books for the long haul, and then start forming those relationships with those people that are like, hey, you got to go get Sarah's book. This is awesome. You know, you, you got to go do this because the word of mouth is worth so much. So they find you on the social media, but then they go into their real life and they're like, you know, you've got to check this out. You've got to see this. And that really makes a big difference in the long haul. Massive, massive. You need to focus on that word of mouth. And, and how do you really do that, Fire Nation? You create awesome stuff and it speaks for itself. Now, Sarah, what's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is probably my ability to adapt and overcome. I'm really tenacious. And that's not to say I don't have my low moments, too, where I'm crying on my husband's shoulder and thinking that I'm going <laughs> to give up and nobody wants to read my stuff anyway. But, you know, the, the sun always rises in the morning and I just put my best foot forward and I keep going because it's my dreams and this is my passion. And I love to do creative writing and to just know that there's a world out there that loves to read my creative writing is really encouraging. So that's really what keeps me driving. So I would have to say it's just my ability to adapt to the situation and overcome it and realize that you're going to have to have those lows and you can just actively manage those and move on. What's the one thing you are most fired up about today? One thing I'm most fired up about today is the new release of my book, Without Land. I just released it on Friday. Um, I went and did it all of my all the work on it myself. 
besides having the editor done. So I did all my own cover design. I figured out how to get the print copies myself, how to get the eBooks up myself. And I saved myself about $3,200 in the process doing it that way. So I'm super fired up about the book being out there, being available. And I'm super fired up that I was able to take those steps and learn that knowledge and do that on my own. And it was a big challenge. That Those were some days that definitely left me in tears. But I made it through and I learned so much and I'm ready to share it with the fictional author community on how they can do that really easily and efficiently. Now, in just a sentence or two, who is Without Land for? Like if Fire Nation is listening, like just give a sentence or two as to, as to why this book might be for them. This book is an adventure story based around family and a very strong female heroine. It's big government controlling how the world is reacting after disaster and how one character is trapped in the middle. So it's for those people who are interested in hearing about some of the things that we might be facing as a society eventually. (laughs) We seem to be heading down that road. Now, Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Looking to grow your team, but not sure where to find the best candidates? As a business owner, I can tell you that your company is only as good as the people you hire. Finding quality candidates is tough, and it takes time and hard work. But when you're looking to hire the right people right now, there's no time to deal with dozens of different job sites. Until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. Now that's what I call proof of concept. Today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. You're an entrepreneur. It's who you are, and your business is on the rise. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way when banks make you jump through hoops to get the funding you need to grow. Funding Circle feels your pain, and they're here to offer you a better financing experience. With Funding Circle's fast, affordable business loans of up to $500,000, you can grow on your terms. Want to buy inventory, ramp up marketing, or expand your business to a new location? Your Funding Circle account manager has you covered. You can apply online in under 10 minutes and get funded in under 10 days. It's that simple. Check your eligibility for a Funding Circle loan in less than 60 seconds. Visit FundingCircle.com slash FIRE and enter promo code FIRE for $250 off your loan origination fee. Funding Circle has already lent over $1.5 billion to business owners just like you. Visit FundingCircle.com slash FIRE. Funding Circle, fast, affordable, small business loans. Sarah, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I would say the stigmatism that after college, you're supposed to go and get some high paying corporate job. That's really where my focus was. I got my bachelor's degree and it was, you know, on to the job that you were supposed to have. And I've never realized that my creative writing could be my job and my passion could be my reality. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is not business, but more emotional. I was always taught that you had to recognize your emotions and then you had to learn to deal with them. 
And then a very close mentor told me, you have to, you can have emotions and you can change them. You can physically decide that you don't want to feel that way anymore and feel a different way. And that's helped me through some of my hiccups along, you know, with raising children as well. So what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Dedication and perseverance. Uh, You just have to keep knocking at the doors. You have to do it every day. You have to try every day and you have to get yourself out there every day. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote you can share with our listeners? One I'd like to share today is the book marketing conference that's coming up, Reach More Readers, and it starts in October. I'm a speaker in that event, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, Devorah Lansky's putting it on again, and anybody who's got a book out there really should check out this program because it's, it's very thorough, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of that community. So if you could recommend one book to join Day After Disaster and Without Land on our bookshelves, what would that book be and why? I would have to say, from my background, I have a book that's called, or it's not my book, but uh, it's my Bible. It's called Back to the Basics. And it can teach you everything you need to know about how to survive in an older style of living. And it teaches you about our holidays, and it teaches you about American traditions. And it's called Back to the Basics. And it also teaches you how to hunt um, and how to do everything you would possibly couldn't imagine doing out in the wild. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Sarah, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you do no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The first thing I would have to do, John, is make sure that my family is with me or else I don't really have a reason to go on in this new world. So with that said, and assuming I still have my book manuscripts, I would go immediately and publish them on Smashwords on Kindle, and there's a great company called lulu.com for print books, and then I would order about 50 of those books, and I would just start peddling them. Then I would get my platform back together. I would start with the basics of my blog and a newsletter, because the newsletter builds your long-term relationship with people, and you you start building that list and those lists of resources that you can go to for your next book and for your ideas. Then, of course, you're on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and the Amazon author page is essential. But my focus is always on Pinterest because people are there to learn and they're there to learn about future purchases that they're going to make. The other reason why I really love being active on this site is because your content is evergreen there, which means whenever people want to know about a topic you've already presented, it's there. It's not like on Twitter where you're searching, you know, effortlessly forever through through tweets that it's not going to find you the information. That's why I'm all about Pinterest. So that would definitely be there. And then I would be looking for those two or three mentors that I could really, you know, form that relationship with. And we can really start scratching each other's back so we can help each other out and just get our work farther and farther out to the masses. Back to the basics, Fire Nation. And Sarah, let's end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Best way people can reach me is at my website. It's author, Sarah, S-A-R-A, F, 
like Frank Hathaway, H-A-T-H-A-W-A-Y.com. And all of my books are on there. All my survival information is on there, where to follow me. It's just my hub of activity. So www.authorsarahfhathaway.com. A parting piece of guidance. Chin up and keep moving forward. It gets tough and you, you want to go down on yourself, but don't. Realize there's ups and downs. Put your best foot forward. Wake up the next day and be on fire. Love it. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Sarah H. and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Sarah, S-A-R-A, in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. Of course, her website, author, SarahFHathaway.com. Her two books, Day After Disaster and Without Lands. If that just appeals to you, go check them out. And I just want to say thank you, Sarah, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Create, grow, and monetize your podcast at freepodcastcourse.com. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.